What happens when you take a hip-hop producer, a rock producer, and a production guy, mix them all together, and you make some music for some awesome TV? You get some signature tracks. Is that right? Correct. Yes. That's what we're learning about today on On The Fly Filmmaking. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Like the coolest guys today. The coolest guys. The click from Signature Tracks. Thank you for joining me today. The most guests that we've had on this show, so it's very exciting to have a full table of guests. We're excited to be here. And I didn't get the memo that we were wearing on black today. I'm sorry. I think the blue looks better. Yeah? Yeah, All right. Good. Well, next time you guys come on. Yeah, he has blue, too. Yeah? yeah. All right. Charlie's I'll black on black cars, awesome. too. And nice. a blue tooth. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So, Signature Tracks is a company that does music for television and commercials and films and things like that. So, uh, everybody, let's introduce yourselves, starting awesome. with Adam. Adam Malka, co-founder. Co-founder. David Lastman, co-founder. Also co-founder. Uh, Russell Howard, co-founder. All the founder, and I'm Mary Lou Mandel, your host today for On the Fly Filmmaking, and we are going to learn how these guys fit into the bigger picture of production. So, real quick, tell me what it is that uh, Signature Tracks is. What's your your quick pitch for Signature Tracks? Signature Tracks is a music licensing company that provides music for television commercials, digital content. And uh, basically any kind of content that needs music. We have corporate deals. Um, so, so that's basically what we do. Gotcha. And so in, in production, whenever you are making your projects, music will always add a little bit of something. It might drive an emotion. It will drive a feeling. It'll, it'll definitely round out everything because if you just have a silent or you just have like talking and there's no music behind it, you might not have a full scene. So getting music from someone that's professional or trying to make it yourself really adds something. So how is it that you guys um, fit into the bigger picture of production? So when you guys uh, are brought in, Mm -hmm. are usually projects already finished or you make music and then they buy the music from you as is? Uh, I think it's been a mixture of both. Okay. Um, I think we focus really on bringing a current, very popular current sound Mm -hmm. to whatever project we work on. I think that was really the core of our brand. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I started as a producer. We, You know, Adam was a producer as well, making music. Mm-hmm. I was making music since a kid. And Dave was in the editing base and heard a lot of the music and was always like, man, this music is just it's not good. Yeah. You know, so um, I think the approach was we're going to make the best music we can, and, and it just grew from there. So to answer your question... It depends. I mean, we're always making music. For right. A lot of, so it could be a production company saying, we have this show, we need this kind of music, can you help us tailor the sound? And then we kind of customly create music for mm-hmm. that show, or yeah. we just have music already prepared cool. to go in. Yeah, yeah. 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 so it could, it could go both ways. Cool. Yeah. So you yeah. have a library that people can purchase from, yes. or you can get custom work done, Correct. which yes. is amazing. Yeah. So cool. right now we provide music for... Um, about 150 different series. Yes, your uh, roster is amazing. Let's hear a thank few. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's like uh, reality stuff. Yes. There's also some commercials. So yes. what are some of your, your top top ones? Some of our top shows mm-hmm. are Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, we're working on Siesta Keys this season, creating vocal tracks mm-hmm. for them. Um, what are some of the shows that you Yeah, we're doing uh, Kevin Hart streaming uh, YouTube service mm-hmm. called The Laugh Out Loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a deal with Kevin Hart and Lionsgate. Um, we're doing um, what you said, Siesta Key. We, I, we got the prices right. Yeah. We're doing Dish Nation, which is a show that runs every day, five days a week, all year. We're doing uh, and Top Thirty, a new um, daily show, a new Fox daily show. Well. Right we on. We got the Wags, which is, and we got um, 
Wags LA, Wags, Wags Miami. Yeah, Life of Kylie. Um, uh, Vanderpump Rules, which is on its sixth season for uh, Bravo. Yeah. Uh, uh, Below Deck, all the all the different Below Deck uh, series that Below are going. Deck, Man. Man. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this uh, Southern Charm series through mm-hmm. Southern Charm Savannah. Southern Charm New Orleans is a new project we're working on. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. We're bringing live bands from NOLA. Okay. And uh, that's been a great project. And Sister Wives, it's on TLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homestead Rescue on Discovery. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of spread it all out. It's so many, honestly. Yeah, it's so it's many. So do you, I, so yeah. we, we plugged in your computer, Adam, yes. to play some music. Yes. Can you play us a few samples of, of maybe something people might recognize? Let's see mm-hmm. if I can find some, some heat. Yeah, something here. good. So while we're Let's doing see. that, um, I want to talk a little bit about your, your histories before creating signature tracks. So... So, David, you are a production guy. So you're, like, the kind of guy who would be our audience for this show. Like, you started, you, you did film school? Uh, I didn't do film school, but I started at the lowest level. I was mm-hmm. a production assistant. Okay. And I worked my way up. I was actually a camera assistant, and then I was a story mm-hmm. assistant, and then a story producer. I worked my way up to supervising producer and co-executive producer. Yeah. Um, and ran a bunch of uh, shows as co-executive producer. Mm-hmm. And along the middle, along the way of that... I was a story producer sitting in the editing base putting together the stories, and I hated the music that we had to use because there yeah. was a lot of kind of cheesy library music. And obviously, as any producer knows, music is really important yeah. to bring to a production. So I knew Russell had produced Just music. Just like now, we with, have like, uh, a cool soundtrack to your story. Right. I'm going exactly. to score. I'm going to score all the yeah. He'll yes. secretly score it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's better, though. Yeah. Uh, yes. Russell had uh, worked with Jay-Z, who's Babyface's in-house producer at the time, and he worked with all types of people, Seal, mm-hmm. Lupe Fiasco, Paul Wall, DMX, and Adam uh, produced music for this band Trapped and also worked uh, with Russell on the Seal uh, uh, record. So <laughs> we... This would be. Sorry, this is a little uplifting. This, this is, is this too uplifting yeah. like for this dialogue gotcha. tasking while he's right. talking. Do you see? This, see, that's this what we're doing right now. It's on the fly filmmaking right yeah. now. Yeah. Is that we're scoring the interview? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, so anyway, then we started the company. Um, you know, just try to bring a more current sound to television. Okay. Good. And then, and I like that your mixture of that because so like Adam, you were working with the rock band. Trapped, yeah. right? Yes. And then you were working with a bunch of hip-hop artists, and Jay-Z was one of the, the major ones that I saw on your list. So that mixing all of that, along with your production know-how, makes this really modern sound yes. that we hear in so much yes. reality TV. We are known for creating cutting-edge sounds. So, yeah. Um, it was I, pretty exciting that we um, have worked on a lot of Bravo series. Russell has kind of created the sound of hip-hop comedy. Um, mm-hmm. It's like hip-hop Music infused with comedy in a way that is not kind of cheesy sounding, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, um, there's a, a clip from um, Jersey Shore that I really liked okay. that was on your website that I wanted to play. Wow, that that I back. kind of, when I, I saw that, back. I was like, oh, okay, that's that kind of tells me what you guys do. Hold on a second. I think we, we may have retired this cue. Uh, that's a cue I was going to play, too. This is like... Last summer, all over again. Oh my gosh! I love this. Is an old cue, yeah. Juice head. This may actually be a tad cheesy, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, This is. But this early on, this was a cue called "Sleep Prank," and it's amazing how many times this cue landed and got placed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I've I've definitely heard this one. Okay, so then there's another clip. That was a countdown to UFC, which was a totally different tone. Yes, that I, I really liked as well. And this one is more of a promo versus like a, a cue right. in a yeah. show. Yes. 
like your logo, by the way. That's like that. I'm still feeling it. Uh huh. Nice driving yep. energy. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah, it adds a lot because with these clips, you could have gone all sorts of directions. Correct. But yes. this is just like, I'll be, yeah, we want to watch this fight. We want to participate in this because that's a promo to come, like, right. yes. go and, watch the fight. Right. And not distracting at the same time. Right. Which is, I think, important to talk about. You know, I know from coming from, like, producing for artists and stuff, you know, the, so much of the music is focused on. But in terms of TV and film, it's really about the film or the TV show first and mm -hmm. the dialogue and what's going on in the show first. So the music has to pr do its job, but still kind of play a back seat, right? You know, so it has to. Be, so that's something I, I think it's important for composers to know and out there. You know, yeah. I had to adapt to that, right? With the, yeah. So but, your 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 tip to the like f filmmakers that are out there is pick something that doesn't compete with your dialogue. Absolutely. You know, you want to yeah create 100%. a feeling, but don't compete with the right. with the show. Okay, and then the last clip that I, I really was into was this Ruby Tuesday's commercial. Well, hello. Oh, sexy. <laughs> so sexy. sexy. And the, look, okay. the description of it was like a, a sexy spot for a burger. Buttery pretzel buns. This key it's gets hard to say no to this yeah. With spicy pepper jack cheese, crispy. Yeah, it's it's really great because like there's comedy in this, but like it doesn't necessarily have to be like it, it's cheesy, but it's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where where else has this been used? Oh man, lots like, of different like places? sexy kind of scenes yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, below deck, I think. Okay. Um, anytime there's kind of like a romantic, comedic romantic scene. Comedic gotcha. romantic, yeah. Yeah, so whether you guys know it, you have heard signature tracks all across your entertainment. Correct. And that's really, like, really, really amazing. So I love that. And then you don't only produce the music for shows like this, which, you know, for the most part, you know, do you guys get the music? Like, you get the the video like so all of these people so all the ones you show you're like these are cues that are used a lot so that's just in your yeah. library that people can go purchase yes so any of those were made original for this or not um i don't think that was i think made that was a license that was a okay. license yeah. yeah we we selected that though okay so a lot of times we do the music supervision we're mm -hmm. responsible for um picking out the sounds and mm -hmm. curating the sounds of various shows and projects right so, yeah okay yeah. so then that's like a whole other production position there yes. like not just the composer but the music supervisor yes yeah. who's the person that can like choose those things so that's yes. also a service that you guys provide we may have yes. been thinking of a cheeseburger while making that track yeah. though why yeah. not at Ru thinking about Ruby's while making I'm <laughs> no they didn't bring that to you while they, like once they ordered it no no <laughs> awesome okay cool so uh, you guys yeah. friends when you started for, like since childhood and you all were doing different things. So what brought you to the point where you're, you know, you're like let's make signature tracks you were hearing bad stuff out there and you just wanted to change the game Dave? Yeah, Dave was I the, think, yeah. Uh, you know, I hated the music that we had to use, mm -hmm. and uh, knew Russell and Adam were really talented. Um, Adam as well, uh, you know, musically, I know he had a business degree and um, was very ambitious, and um, Russell's, like, you know, been making hip-hop music before, white kids like rap, you know? Mm -hmm. and, Don't uh, Forever. Um, and, and I knew, um, you know, that he was incredibly talented, and that we could do something really cool, and, and basically kind of build out a company mm -hmm. to bring a, a more current sound. Right, since 2008. 
right? Yeah. 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 So exactly. you guys have been going almost ten years with right. signature tracks. That's yeah. amazing. Congratulations yes. on that. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And Russell great. just won the uh, 2017 ASCAP Award for most performed themes and underscores, which is like right. basically the most yeah. places which was on the TV. Bachelor. Right. Well, it no, helps, like, but it was. It's basically a, it was ten of us honored, right? Mm-hmm. So the top ten composers, uh, literally the most placed composers in the game. You know, okay. so where when he means when he says placed, like the amount of your cues being used all throughout TV and commercials or whatever. Okay, all so, shows. All shows, yeah. so you know it was cool. We shared. I shared. It was for all of us, though. You know, they just honored the right, the writer. But it was. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been possible without. You know, I just want to make that clear. It was a big honor. I mean, with Russell, honor. we kind of have like Kobe on our team. I mean, we've got right. an incredibly talented mm-hmm. producer, and he mentors and oversees our thirty exclusive composers. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just a great honor. Right. So yeah. then you guys yeah. like. So there's the three of you, but then you also have composers that work oh, yeah. with you then. Yes, so you have yeah. over 30. Yes. So how much of the, the stuff that you guys are putting out do you guys actually compose, like, of, of you two? That's a great and question. You ever a, make lot, a lot. A lot. It's pretty I'd say demanding I'm still, like, yeah. 70 plus 80% of the library is me, mm-hmm. I would say, and a lot of Adam, too. Adam and I used to do... Adam and I have been making music together for years since we were kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have some we have a solid team of, like, like you know, a good, what, 10 to 12 consistent guys Yeah. That are, you know, knocking them out every day. Okay. One you of know. our guys just won a second Grammy. His name is, he goes by Dirty Rice. His mm-hmm. name's Kenneth Mackey. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy, Mark Cragen, he's written like four hit songs on the radio. Yeah. And he, he wasn't very happy in that lane in that industry. And he's been on with us full time. So okay. he's finding a lot of success in TV. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And then, so, and that's another thing that has become a, a recurring theme on this show is that wherever you started might not be where you end up or where you're really happy. Yeah. You yeah. could still find something in production in the thing that you do. Yes. So great. in music production, like, you don't have to be in like pop music and hip hop and rock. You you know you can yes. find it in film or in film. You don't have to be the person that holds a camera. You could be making music in film and TV production. I'm really that, glad you said that. Point, yeah. yeah, not to cut you guys, yeah. but I, I want to talk about that real quick yeah. because for the filmmakers or people out there aspiring or what that are watching this, um, I know that I was resistant to even get started with this. Mm-hmm. Dave was trying to kind of get my attention with this. I'm, I'm naturally resistant by nature, mm-hmm. you know, something I'm working on, but um, Dave was definitely trying to get, you know, hey, let's do this. There's money here. There's something here. We have a lot of contacts, and I just, ah, I don't want to do this. Because I, I was I was tunnel visioned on just producing for artists, and now looking back, I'm so grateful that I, I had that open yeah. mind to make that transition. So what I do want is just to add on to what you're saying, because mm-hmm. I know there's people out there like, how do I get involved? I can't, for me, this is my own experience, I can't stress that enough to stay diverse and keep that mind state open. Like, hey, I may not end up where I think my, my head is telling me where I need to be, but you may end up, I, I ended up somewhere else than I thought, but I'm very grateful there. But I just kept pushing forward with an open mind. Right. And I think it's so important because I know a lot of producers that are really, really, really talented, but are so struck and stuck on, oh, I have to do this. And then the doors keep closing, and their closed mind keeps them out. Thank you. For I'm going call. uplifting here. It's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seen it. All right, no, that's, that's no, great. No. That's great. So that, and I think that's really good advice for people to keep in mind. You know, all of our, our filmmakers, all of any kind of production thing that you do, you still stay in your lane. Like you knew it was music. Mm-hmm. You know, so but you yes. kept with music, but it, it ended up somewhere completely <clears throat> different than what you anticipated in the beginning. Exactly. It's amazing how it turned out and it's more it's been so rewarding mm-hmm. where we're using everything we're passionate about mm-hmm. and just uh, I mean it's been amazing. Yeah. So much fun. We you work can do know. both simultaneously. Yeah. I mean you yes, look true. at like Trent Reznor mm-hmm. or even Hans Zimmer now is going out and doing shows. Yeah. You know, where he started off in production. So it goes both ways and you can really do any all the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. 
great. Okay, so then let's talk a little bit about for for somebody who wants to just get started, like they know they want to start in composing music for television and film, how do they get started? What, what advice do you have for them? Because there is definitely, a, there's no right way to do this. I think and most importantly, learning how to produce and self, self-contain mm-hmm. and learning how to produce everything within your own environment mm-hmm. and being very self-sufficient, I think. And mm-hmm. someone who also... Um, really can dig and learn like all the new technologies and everything mm-hmm. and sounds and just I mean that's constantly changing yeah what are some like yeah. base level programs and tech that somebody could look yeah. into if they're just getting started uh, yeah no I think immediately I would suggest getting Ableton live mm-hmm. I would definitely get Pro Tools which is like industry standard mm-hmm. in terms for mixing um, but to actually produce and make the tracks like sequence the tracks and stuff I would use Ableton um, or Logic I prefer Ableton. Um, if you're like a, uh, or, uh, orchestral guy and stuff, maybe digital performer. Um, but I, I would say Ableton and then get Pro Tools and then get some Waves plugins. Mm-hmm. And Which is also if you can get on your computer. You, can, get, all... you can do all this with, yeah. a, with a laptop mm-hmm. now, literally. Like, you're probably making beats as we're speaking right now. Yeah. And another, what I'm doing. It's hot. another exactly. point, too, would be to collaborate with producers that you really that you appreciate mm-hmm. and just kind of build your own network um that's kind of like when we started we had already formed like we had a, a group of like five guys that we were kind of within our crew or like our writing team like a writing camp mm-hmm. yeah when we were writing for artists and that's what we did pull together a lot of our music when we started a company we formed a library of like you know it was like a couple hundred tracks that were collecting dust at the time mm-hmm. yeah you know so like everything that's everything can be used within that like the, as you're learning and creating everything can be used um yeah, I think it may find a home within composing for TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's really great. So you you just keep making, keep creating. Yes. And that that's like another like there's two things that you had mentioned there that are stuff that's come up with with all of the positions in production that we've we've interviewed on this show is keep creating and also create a network. Mm-hmm. You know, like find somebody that you can volunteer for, you mm-hmm. can like that can mentor you that you mm-hmm. can learn something from. Absolutely. We, we yeah, we've had a lot of um, you know, every day we have people reach out to us. Mm-hmm. They they watch the shows and they see our names in the credits and they reach out and they want to be a composer, you know. Um, and we have had interns that started off um, you know, interning for us and creating music. And, you know, even our, our head admin started off as an intern. Now he's making over six figures. So mm-hmm. um, so I think, like, just being willing to put in the time, knowing it's going to take a while. Royalties, every time, uh, if you place, if you create a track, it's not going to place for, like, three months. And then that's not going to pay for about nine or ten months, uh, nine or 12 months. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to be committed for a long time before you start seeing money. Mm-hmm. Before the pipeline is started. But right. once it starts, it, it really it can definitely exponentially grow. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I just want to add on to that, too, is uh, to what Adam and David were saying. If you're, if you're a new composer out there, I would say just be wi- like Adam was saying, be willing to work with people and just have the right attitude. Be easy be to work with. Easy yes. to work and with. And be likable. Mm-hmm. And be easy likable. to work with and likable. And just, you know, just be like, yes, I'm, 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 I'm willing to do that. Willingness and humility is so, so, so important. There's so many talented producers out there right now, but with the wrong attitude, I don't want to, this music's amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to work with them if they have this, just like this attitude. You know, we get people from Berkeley School of Music and I, look, I'm a fan of Berkeley School of Music. My brother's a professor there but if they come in like oh i'm mr tip-top composer i'm like listen i don't want to be around you you know what i mean i want to be around someone that i want to be around and the talent can be taught you know two chains just said hard work (laughs) beats talent yeah you know 
Two chains. Right. Great. Yes. <laughs> and we're blessed. We're blessed to have Dave because Dave is like one of the hardest working. I mean, he's up at like four thirty in the morning working out and then working twenty four seven. He's the overall visionary of the company. He came up with the idea. He saw the vision, and um, he taught us that because he worked in production. So it's just like he's the most likable guy. So he'd work on a project. And then he would go over to another project. Everyone liked him. And we would get jobs that way. So it's like being likable and just people want to work with people they're friends with and they like. Yes. I think yes. that's like a huge, yes. huge point. So true. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Mic drop. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that, that's something that I find all the time, you know, where, where people are like, where do you get all your gigs? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm friendly when I do work on things. No matter what my role is, I try to do the best that I can. And yes. be like, sure, fine. I'll learn something here. I'll do it. Let's go. Yeah. And then same with people who I end up hiring is that, you know, I'm like, oh, like this person may not be the strongest of this role, but they're very good to work with. Yes. So mm-hmm. they can learn. I can work with them. Let's make this happen. Definitely. Absolutely. I have one other thing, too, to add to that. I think also because my mom championed me to kind of pursue what I was passionate about doing. I think pursue what you're passionate about passionate about doing, but also find a way to pay your bills. Because yes. if you're dependent on that one break, it's going to be too much stress. True. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know people have come out here and they want to break into acting, and they want to mm-hmm. break into music, and if they're just relying on that that just like that door to open and they're not finding a way to pay their bills, it's not good. Yeah, you know? definitely. Which is how yeah. I ended up in production. It's like keeping my mind open. Yes. But I came out here to be a performer. You yes. know, I was like, I'm an actress. Let's go. Let's do this. And I yeah. just couldn't, it, I couldn't break in. So then I was like, well, I want to learn more about being on set. So I was yes. an extra for a really long time. And while I was there, I was like, what does this thing do? What does that thing do? Yeah. And nice. I was like, I really like this. Mm-hmm. Kept my mind open, ended up in this other lane that's, paying my bills and then I still get to like sit on camera with you guys exactly very cool that's that awesome. very is cool. exactly very smart yeah. yeah and then that so that's yeah. like really good advice moms Absolutely. always know yeah they do they do they do they yeah. always let's know. Let's get moms. Let's get my mom on the phone real quick. Yeah, call her up. Call her up. We can get her on Skype. Awesome. So I want to talk um, a little bit about some on the fly things. So when you guys have your songs that are in the library, they're already made. So you're not having to do anything on the fly with that. You might have come up with it on yeah. the fly, but it's not like you're not yes. under the gun. Right. But I know you recently uh, did something for Clusterfest yes. that was live. Yes, so, like, that was fun. Yeah, tell me, tell me how that went. Okay, so that was a Comedy Central special, mm-hmm. Clusterfest, and it was this. It was incredible. It was just um, a lot of incredible comedians and music. Um, it was a two-day festival. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, three days in San Francisco. And so they brought me in a music supervisor. I've supervised over 50 different series. We just did a film with Mario Van Peebles, awesome project. Um, they brought us in to um, actually compose and score the theme, which Russ did. I can play that for you guys. It's an awesome track. Yeah. Um, they're really happy. We have a partnership with Viacom. So we've done... With Viacom, we've probably done like 10 theme songs in the past quarter for mm-hmm. them. So um, this it was just fun being over there. Um, I did everything from spotting, just picking out tracks on the fly for um, a broadcast that was going out within like mm-hmm. a few hours. So, you know, a lot of my skills are in the edit bay. You know, Dave actually got us, you know, he's... From his background, he brought us into Edit Bay a lot. So we just have an experience just working with Edit. And it's, um, so I just did a lot of stuff on the fly. Um, I mean, they even had me watch like um, different bands and make sure everything was clear, that they weren't doing like mashup records that weren't mm-hmm. licensed. So it was just a variety of different things. But being on the fly, I was working with a really tight, incredible team. Mm. And that was just a lot of fun. Like when you're working with people that are just like top of their game, these yes. people do all the big just live events, award shows, the Emmys. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really fun. Adam's really good at so like they'll put production uh, companies will put him on the spot literally like we need a track for this scene right now, mm-hmm. and and he has to on the spot go through know the library in and out no I mean we're talking twenty five twenty seven thousand cues right yeah and know and, yeah, be, yeah, and, yeah. and be able to pick out one and and deliver it you know and it's it's pretty impressive so. 
We could yeah. do that right now if you want to put them on the spot. Which is he doing the whole we time? The but it's too Pandora. loud. You gotta turn it down. So. We call him the human <laughs> Pandora. <laughs> it's okay. You can score my show. That's this totally is, fine. This Wait, is, but this don't. is the Clusterfest theme. I think it'd be cool for Russ to talk about his creative. Because yeah. this was a cool process, like working on this theme. Right. Russ and I kind of. So this you did ahead of time. No. Well, no. They they came to us. They okay. they yeah. needed a theme. Okay. And they said yes. it's for this. And then usually what they'll say is, hey, we need a theme song in, in the vibe of this. And okay. sometimes we're, if we're lucky, they'll send actual like tracks out there that are known tracks. They'll references. send references. Like, oh, yeah. we need a, a, a Calvin, something like Calvin or Harris or something like that. That's I actually prefer that because then I can kind of like get inside their heads. A lot of this is translating what the producers want mm-hmm. you know, and translating their vision or and, us, and bringing that to life. Or us kind of demonstrating and then relying on us to kind of give them a Come creative up with direction. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, so they wanted a very kind of like a driving trap festival because it was a festival, right? Mm-hmm. So youth and all that. So then I just, I don't know, I just start marinating on it. It's weird. It's this weird process where personally I like to just kind of step back from it. And I'm going to sound a little new agey, but it's true. And I like to just like not think about it, yeah. right, for like a day or something. Okay. That's hard to and do while we're, we're hitting right. him up all the time. That's There's hard. pressure and what happens? But it's the craziest thing. <laughs> and we're in his corner. Yeah. In the, but what happens is in that process, I swear, there's always something that comes along and I go, that's it. Yes. Whether it's a song, whether it's like I'm at a club, whether it's something, I don't, whether it's an old job, that's the and – and then I get a lane and I get like a tempo and I can – I can see it. I'm not trying to sound self-righteous. This is no, true. It's great. I can see the track, and then it's about really just like finding. It also always starts with a sound, a core sound. So this was based off of. This was based off of. It was kind yeah. of like a Diplo type, yeah, like a Diplo, Skrillex kind of like trap festival. And once I once I started messing around with that lead sound, then I can then it then really it's about seeing the end of where the track's going to be and not. Can I curse here? Sure. Not, we'll it up. not effing it up. Yeah. So I can see the end, and I just got to get there and not mess it up. And yeah. that's, that's really the creative process. That's great. Yeah. You just so have to take it home. His town's lie. Like, he's an incredible hip-hop producer. Like, mm-hmm. his beats are, you know, just amazing. So we have that. We, we're excited and happy that we get to work with them. Yeah, that's great. And then and you're diverse because like it's like it's, it's not only hip hop like you've done right. there's all these different genres that you guys can oh, hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it yeah. sounds like you, you go and you deconstruct kind of what it is they're thinking. Exactly. And then go back and rebuild. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, is great as like a really amazing creative process for anything like if you're doing photos or videos also I do kind of the same thing. So I'll have like just a bucket of footage, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, but like, what do they want? Because this footage can be all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And then they say like, oh, well, kind of like this, kind of like that. I do the same thing when I step back, mm-hmm. forget about it for a second, then yes. I go and I'm like, the story's there. Right. The story's definitely there. And I go and I'm like, yes. Exactly. So there it is. Exactly. When people are like, how long does the edit take? I was like, the actual edit, not that long. That's but right. the process exactly. takes some time. That's crazy. It's yeah. my art. Don't rush my yeah. art. But sometimes you have to. Yeah. Sometimes right. you have to. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes say. it's good when there's deadlines. It actually can it can help yes. when there is a deadline. It's true. Right now we're working on a cool daily show, and mm-hmm. it's a big theme. It's a major network, and you know we have a deadline coming up. Yeah. And sometimes that can help the process mm-hmm. because you're you know? you're under the gun and you have to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I I have found that if also. If there's too much time, it can give them a lot of time to just change directions, mm-hmm. and then eventually All they come the back. They yeah. come back to the initial. <laughs> They'll come back to like the initial creative mm-hmm. you came up with too. Sometimes that can happen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I had it right the first time. It, agreed. Yes. <laughs> but you have to demonstrate it though, and it can take yeah. a while. Right. Okay. So. okay. so then I would love to talk about sometimes how you might have to sell your vision. 
You know, so say you, you yes. had the one that you know is the right one. Yes. But then when you're working with clients, the notes come up, then there's mm-hmm. so many cooks in the kitchen, but that's not their specialty. You know, it's yes. not their lane. Mm-hmm. So are there it, times where you've had to sell the one that you wanted? Yes. I think yeah. it definitely helps when if we're – if it's – um, within our lane or a network where we've demonstrated mm-hmm. we've been successful so like on a lot of Bravo shows we're able to kind of we're able to direct the creative you know vision and match you know what they what they're looking for but mm-hmm. with that background when it's uh, a new project sometimes they're like a you know in a new lane mm-hmm. yeah definitely there was a uh, there was a St. John uh, commercial that we did and they wanted they had like an old classical sound but they wanted something elegant and more modern and Adam, um, you know, sold them on the vision of using, like, Kygo as a reference. And it would bring kind of, like, a more elegant but also very current sound. So uh, we do that a lot, mm-hmm. Adam especially. Gotcha. And the thing is, though, you, um, whenever we're doing stuff that's a little cutting edge, we can't be, like, too ahead of the curve. There Within TV, there's, like, this lapse time where mm-hmm. they'll catch up. Like, when Dubstep hit, it took, like, a yeah. year before it started yeah. in TV. And then it, it kind of got oversaturated. Mm-hmm. With Tropical EDM... It was something we did try selling on certain networks, and the, at first we kind of they pulled back, and then they eventually went towards it. But right. sometimes, kind of, there's that balance. Like Russ, you want to talk about that balance of like keeping current but not so over the top? Yeah, and I don't know how to exactly articulate that. I just I'm just grateful that we are aware of it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but it's definitely finding that sweet spot of of pushing the boundaries without scaring these network executives. Right. Like, what is this? You know, but. Also kind of giving a little nudge because that's our thing, right? We nudge it forward. So it's really just been finding that sweet spot. And I feel like we've, we've been able to do that, you yeah. know, and that's amazing that, that that happens also in music. Cause like as a, like a digital content producer, so I'm working with brands and I'm like, okay, great. We need to do an Instagram story. We need to do this. We need, you need a Snapchat filter. And then, you know, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa what, what is that? Right, right. Even though that's been out forever, exactly. but they're just like, whoa, whoa, hold on. So you, right. you want to find that spot where you like, where they're comfortable to like try something new, even though like it's out there, it's pretty and you know that it's going to be popular, right, right? But that's not their lane. They're not used to that's it. That's right. So what is that, right? What mm-hmm. is that? Just, to, just because I, I know that you know people out there watching and stuff. Like, what is the skill that we're talking about right here, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's taught in schools. Is it? Is it awareness? You know, is it mindfulness of of other the people that you're working with? Intuition. And intuition. Okay. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. it needs to be talked about. Yeah. And taught mm-hmm. young. Yes. Whether it's explained young because it's it's like not it, they don't teach it in schools mm-hmm. and it's something that I believe can get you fired yeah or can progress you along is having that intuition that sensitivity to I'm pushing a little too hard here and then not personalizing if the network goes no I don't understand what this is right not taking a personal goal and just being like okay I pushed it a little too hard I got to dial it back mm-hmm. whatever that is needs to be taught yes. And that, that's definitely something to definitely keep in mind in your creativity when you're working with other clients. So once you're making your own art, go yeah. make your own art. Get right. crazy. Like, that's where you should push the envelope all the way to the edge yeah. and find out what you're made of. But when you're working with clients, yes. you have to be mindful of where they are and find a way. It's compromise. Mm-hmm. It's just like any relationship. Right. I yeah. think it's so important to keep the clients completely happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care if we want it to, if they say they want it to be blue and we think it's right. green, you know, like yeah. we will make sure they're happy. I think that's so important too. Just like being able to kind of like we're talking about also one thing I kind of want to add was like 
some of that intuition also comes from building up a craft over, mm-hmm. I mean, Russell's been producing music over mm-hmm. 20 years, so like that intuition is kind of like a gut instinct, but over so much time and True. building up that craft. Mm-hmm. Dave being a producer for so many years, you True. know. Yeah, so then as yeah. a producer, do you find that you're the one that has to come back to the artists and say like, okay, we're, we're pushed too far? Like, do you find yourself as the liaison? Um, sometimes I can translate, mm-hmm. you know, what somebody wants. Like, I feel a lot of times when someone says, oh, I want this reference, you know, and they'll pick, like, a Katy Perry song. What the producer, like, doesn't realize is that they're listening to the vocals also. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the the composer has to create something with that same energy mm-hmm. that has the vocals in there as well, you yeah. know, even though it's an instrumental. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so that's... It, it's all collaborative, like on all levels, whether you're just making the music or you're making the video, you're putting the music in the video, like it's all collaborative and you have to work together. And then when you're working with clients, that's... Yes. You keep the client happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep the client... And then like, I love what you said about not personalizing it yes. because it's easy as an artist to be like, oh my gosh, they hate my work. Right. But it's not that. Right. It just wasn't the right fit for what their vision is because exactly. you're plugging into someone else's vision. Right. We did a show for Bravo where the production company won a certain sound and we created 150 original tracks for it. And then it got up to a higher level to a Bravo exec and they said, oh, we don't like this sound. Mm-hmm. You know what? We just put those tracks back in the library and we made the sound that they wanted. Right. right. And it could fit for something else. Yeah. 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 There's not like it's not wasted art or wasted time. Right. right. Exactly. Just, like yes. you have like that whole library in your head where you're using that. You're like, actually, you know, it would be great. This thing I have on the shelf. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Already ready. So that's sure. great. Awesome. Yeah. So do you guys have any other advice for creators? Like a lo- everything that we've been talking about is really great. But somebody who's wanting to get started just in entertainment. In general, mm. they're like want to move to LA. They don't know where to start. They just know they want to work in entertainment. What kind of advice do you have as as music and film TV producers? I would say you know find somebody that works in that business and try to get a job at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. And if you if you want to do music, look at the credits and see who's you know composing yes, music. Look at the credits and then and then reach out to them. There's a million different production companies. Just you know, if you pick up the phone enough times or you ask enough people, don't be afraid to knock down doors. Mm-hmm. And, and you will get an opportunity. And when you get that opportunity, make sure uh, it sticks because they say there are no good production assistants. Yeah. Because, you know, once you get that job and if you're good, they'll move you up. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I want to add to that, too. It's, mm-hmm. it's great to be nice to everyone because that, that PA, that production assistant, is going to be a showrunner in a mm-hmm. few years. I sure. mean, everyone, like the yeah. receptionist, anyone. It's just make friends with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be a good yeah. person. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Don't be a jerk, definitely. Right. Also, just it's okay. You're going to fail. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If failure, you know, allow yourself, you know, that, that reality that you're going to try things that are not going to stick and not land. I would, I would start with that. Hey, there's going to be some times where I'm going to be feeling like, what am I doing? And that's okay, you know, especially if you're in your 20s, you know. Don't get me started on that. But anyway, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Anyway, no, but no. So, so I just think like David, just, just start. That's the thing. There's so much magic in starting. Mm-hmm. Just start. Don't overthink it. Don't sit there and think, oh, you know, I got to have all this figured out. It's not like we sat down, and I don't want to speak for them, but we sat down and said, oh, we're going to start Signature Tracks and had a clear-cut vision of this is exactly how our brand is going to look. The brand materializes mm-hmm. and manifests, you know, with the movement and with and with the starting. So start, be humble, reach out, stay proactive, you know, find a best friend, move them out with you. Don't live in North Hollywood. I'm kidding. That's fun. Live in North Hollywood. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Work out. 
<laughs> I think it's a long-term game, you know, like I like Tony Robbins has a quote, um, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. And I think it's really true. And, you know, if, you, if you're in it for a long time, I feel like kids nowadays have an exit strategy before they have an enter strategy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Stick with oh, it. I want to have, have a production job. company. Yeah. Yes. I want to have a production company. I'm going to sell it for $40 million. Uh, Well, okay. Yeah. You know, how about just starting off as a production assistant and doing the best job that you can? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Anything else from you? I agree. You agree. Uh, awesome. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Adam, will you give us some exit music? Um, yes, I would. Awesome. And then so. Yeah. While that's playing, each of you, please tell us where they can find you guys. Doesn't have to be your personal ones. You got Sig Tracks on Twitter. Yeah, and Signature yeah. Tracks on Instagram, and mm-hmm. Signature Tracks on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. do you guys offer any tracks for new creators to use, or like any resources for new creators, artists out there? Like, can they purchase from you? Like, a low-level indie filmmaker, can they reach out to you and, yes, and purchase some stuff? They can reach out. We work within all types yeah. of budgets. Great. We are very easy to work with. Awesome. So, yeah. SignatureTracks.com. Make sure you check them out. Thank you, Russell, yeah. David, and Adam. Thank you. And I am Mary Lou Mandel, your host for On the Fly Filmmaking. You can find me all over the internet at Mary Lou Mandel, and we will see you next time. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.